Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Liverpool versus Wolverhampton in the Premier League. Yes, it was back to Premier League duties once again for Liverpool. Um, but before we get into that, first of all, um, for anyone listening to this, um, I had my usual Spotify wrapped information of statistics of um, where you find out what people have been listening to your um, content, the countries they're from, etc. Um, so first of all, I'd like to say to anyone listening to this in Australia, thank you. Thank you. Because my followings, my followers following has grown the most apparently in Australia. So if you're Australian and you enjoy this podcast and you subscribe to me and you follow me, Thank you for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. And I also got another seven, eight countries around the world that listen to my podcast. So it's quite incredible um, to hear, to get to get this information. I wish I could get this information on a weekly basis because I had no idea who actually listens to my content um, until this yearly wrapped thing for podcasters like ourselves. Um how it shows in the league, how it shows, how it shows in um, content form, sorry. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Keep supporting, keep sharing. If you know anyone that's a Liverpool fan, um, yeah, tell them about my podcast and what I provide and what I talk about and what I break down. Um, it's, it's honestly appreciated. I appreciate the support. Right, so let's get back to the episode. Um Liverpool versus Wolverhampton in the Premier League. It was time to set the pace again um, with regards to the Premier League table. Last week, we finished joint top of the Premier League with um, Tottenham. Um, and in the earlier kickoffs today, you found out Tottenham beat Arsenal prior to our game. Um, also, let Chelsea won yesterday and Leicester also won. So, everyone that's around us both Man United, Man City, even they winning. All the other big teams kind of won. So it's kind of up to Liverpool to keep that consistency going. Um, and, and, and set the pace, as we should do. Obviously, Wolves are not an easy team to face. Um, last year, I remember it was roughly around December as well. We had that, um, was it Adam Lallano who scored? Or he made an assist for somebody? We had a tight 1-0 game um, and obviously that controversial offside from Neto um, who was offside because his shoe size was like half a size too big or whatever. Um, and yeah, hopefully. And and the season before that, we played them. It was the very last season of the 18-19 season. So um, we had to win that game to try and win the league quote-unquote even though it wasn't in our hands but we made that game look comfortable but we know what Wolves are about um they were unlucky not to finish in Europe last season they did it the year they did it the year beforehand when they shook the world but um yeah it was one of these incidents where they don't have to worry about European performances so whether that be advantageous who knows um but yeah, thankfully, the good thing about the IX game, we had no injuries. So the lineup coming into this game was once again Kelleher in goal, left back Robertson, centre backs um, 
Joel Matip, Fabinho, right back, Nico Williams, um, your midfield three. You had Genie Wijnaldum, Henderson and Curtis Jones. And your usual front three, Bobby, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane up front. Um, yeah, so Keller here securing that spot as a number two goalkeeper. Hallelujah, praise God, amen, inshallah, whatever religion you are, whatever religion, or maybe you don't have a religion, I'm not quite sure. The most important thing is Adrian is now the number three goalkeeper for Liverpool. What I said in the last podcast, I said it would be great if after that performance against Ajax, Klopp shows that he trusts Kelleher to be the number two goalkeeper by um, keeping him and starting him for this game and keeping Adrian on the bench. We had that instance happen for us. So we are absolutely relieved. We are relieved that Kelleher has secured his number two spot and has upgraded and left Adrian in the mud. Therefore, we don't have to panic with our defence at the back. Um, the usual back four, same as Ajax. No problem there. Everyone played a good game. Um, so I don't have to talk about individual performances there. Same with the midfield. Midfield on job. Again, like the Ajax game, everyone in, trusted their roles. Curtis Jones growing more in confidence with his role. And the, and the usual front three up front. Jota getting that rest because he's had to start a couple of the last two games. Um, and also he's playing against his old team Wolves. So maybe because of the sentiment, Klopp also fought to rest him for that reason in particular. If not, then um, he might just have needed rest anyway. But yeah, strong team, strong lineup as expected because we've already qualified for the Champions League. And there's one game left, which I presume will be full of the kids, the academies, um, and the fringe first team players. And also, other key news. Guess who made the bench today? Naibi Keita and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes, they both returned to full training after the Ajax game. Obviously, only having a couple of training sessions. So they weren't fit enough to start, obviously. But it was great to have them on the bench, which meant that Divock Origi lost his spot and somebody else lost their spot. And now our bench looks solidified. You had the likes of Jota, Trent and Keita. And so you kind of knew that would be the three to come on at some point, unless there was an injury coming elsewhere. But hey, anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into the game. Um, first half now, um, the first 20 minutes, I would say... Wolves were kind of the better team in terms of creating chances. I remember the first two minutes, they immediately knew to attack down Nico Williams' flank because he was the weak, he was arguably the weakest out of the makeshift back four that we have. Um, he committed a cynical foul, a tactical foul in like the first two minutes, which forced the referee to get out a yellow card. Um, the set piece comes in. We deal with it, thankfully. And then Liverpool on the counter-attack. On the counter-attack with Curtis Jones. He's driving with the ball. Um, he, tries to, he tries to cut in to find the front three. He does it. Then he cuts out again. Then he has a shot. Keeper saves it. Um, and then it was just about um, trying to create chances again. Um... But Wolves are doing well to contain us a little bit in that first 20-minute period. 
while we were trying to find our feet, um, eventually we got we knocked on the door. Um, Jordan Henderson collects the ball from the deep yard midfield. Um, he looks up. He sees Salah make an off the ball run. He does a, a excellent them that typical Henderson Hollywood through ball. You, uh, Ed lobbed through ball. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen Henderson play this kind of ball numerous times. He plays it over the top. Um, Connor Cody, former Liverpool player, should I add. Obviously, captain of Wolves um, as the Wolves defender, etc. He tries to read where this ball is going. And he's trying to watch Salah off the ball run. So he's trying to do two things at once. He manages to kind of get to the ball. He tries to chest the ball. But he miscontrols the chest. And Salah, who runs just behind him, realises that he's miscontrolled it. So when the ball bounces, it it bounces in the path of Mo Salah's running direction. And then he picks the ball up with his left foot. Conor Cody tries to put him off. Salah finds the composure to slot it past Rui Patricio and make it 1-0 to Liverpool. Another goal for Mohamed Salah. His ninth Premier League goal of the season, I believe. Um, congratulations to those who've put them who've put Mo Salah in their FBL team. Um, and yes, and now that means there's a statistic I read today. Mohamed Salah has matched Cristiano Ronaldo's Premier League goal tally. With 65 fewer games. And we all know how good Ronaldo was in the Premier League. So, amazing to, amazing to see how consistent Mo Salah is. Um, when he's playing for Liverpool. And when he's thriving. And when he's frightening. Um, and yeah, from then on, Liverpool started to regain control a bit more. We, we regained control of the... Regained um, more, more of the ball. Um... Andy Robertson making excellent runs. Um, Nico Williams, after that shaky 20-minute period, started to grow in the game even more. Um, there was another little nightmare moment, though. Um, there was a time when Andy Robertson was caught a little bit too high up. Adama Traore was running. He darts past um, Fabinho with ease, but he puts too much power on the cross and it comes to nothing. There was also another chance where... Um, we were trying to deal with a Wolves attack. We, we, we every every player was following the defensive roles well. I, I can't remember who the ball falls to. It might have been Moutinho. The ball falls to Moutinho just outside the eighteen yard box. He tries to chip it over Kelleher, and it looks like it's going in. It looks like it's going in, but Kelleher retreats, diving makes an excellent diving save, clears it, and that was what we want to see. Because if that was Adrian, God knows what's happening in that situation. It'll be panic. But Kelleher had the composure to read how where this ball is going, readjust well and make the crucial save. Um, and then I think that was kind of Wolves' closest chance of the game, to be honest. Um, but yeah, other than that, in general, Liverpool looks good in midfield. Henderson popping the ball. Um, Genie doing his usual Genie roles. Um, is that Sadio Mane? You could tell because he's not in form at the minute. He was trying to play his way out of form, but the problem was when he got in the key areas, the link up play, the final pass was just not there. Um, there was a time when Robertson creates a lovely through ball for Mane. 
That Robertson Mane connection when he makes an off the ball run and defenders are bamboozled, that happens. But Mane couldn't pick up Salah or Firmino in that instance. It was the same with Firmino as well. He played really. Firmino played really good. Uh, it, it'd be very harsh for me to criticize his first half performance because he was, he was linking up and making things happen again. It was just that that final pass between the front three just wasn't polished. Um, after that first goal, but. Other than that, Liverpool looked good in the first half and we showed why we should be in the lead. There was then there was then this mad controversial moment um, at, right at the end of the first half. Wolves corner, ball is whipped in. Um, Sadio Mane tries to clear this ball via overhead kick. He realises Conor Cody is going to get to the ball first. So he pulls out, he pulls out of the overhead kick by tucking his leg in. Connor Cody tries to buy the foul by jumping and trying to stumble, even though the ball hits his hand anyway. So, but the referee blows penalty, and everyone was livid as they should be. Henderson and Fabinho were smiling at Cody because Cody was walking away, knowing he's a guilty man because something didn't look right at the way he bought this free, at the way he bought this penalty and then the VAR replay show that Cody was diving and then they obviously the VAR referee told the referee Craig Paulson go and check it in the monitor so he goes to the monitor he watches the replay he changes his mind he realizes he made a mistake it wasn't a penalty that's what we want to see that's what VAR is for that's what VAR should be in place for to not have stupid moments and and make ridiculous decisions where you're blowing a penalty and then this time VAR bailed out the referee. Whereas in instances in this in this VAR in the Premier League, you see the the whatever VAR whatever whatever the referee said, the VAR referee supporting it. This time is the other way round, the VAR is G checking the referee saying, No, you got this one wrong and rightfully so. The only disappointing thing was um Connor Cody wasn't didn't get a booking for diving. You saw you saw on the monitor it was clear simulation, but no yellow card. That's bizarre. Yeah, but that, that was the end of the first half. Um, not much complaints really. Um, yeah, that was the first half. Also, I forgot to mention even before the start of the episode, the fans are back. The fans are back. So um. Anfield under the lights had 2,000 fans in the cop and singing You Never Walk Alone. That was quite touching to see. It was the first time we've had fans at Anfield since being crowned Premier League champions. And yes, only 2,000. It's about 4% of Liverpool's Anfield capacity. But it made a difference. You could tell with the Anfield crowd... It allowed Nico Williams for that rest of the first half to grow in confidence when he was dealing with 1v1 balls, um, dealing with other situations. The Anfield crowd... Apologies. Yeah, the Anfield crowd were doing their thing. Um, Apologies for that sound. My bed is creaking, so you might hear a bit of weird audio. Um, I'm going to try and reduce as much as that as possible. Um, Yeah, same with Curtis Jones. But he his confidence is so high, and Curtis Jones impressed me even more in the come the second half, because um, obviously you'd assume the midfield three would be Genie Hendo tackling, passing, dictating play, Curtis Jones doing the free role, but Curtis Jones in that second half, 
was doing the dirty work. He was winning tackles, winning the headers. He was doing all that stuff Genian Henderson also does, which is lovely to see from a young player like Curtis Jones, who understands I can't just be there for the flashy key moments in the game to be the ball carrier. Sometimes my midfield needs to do the dirty work and I need to contribute to that to make everyone else's job easier. And he's understanding that at 19 years old. The boy is getting straight to the top under Jurgen Klopp training if he continues showing this kind of form. Um, start the second half as well. Um, I think Mane had a chance. Mane, yeah, a bit of link-up play between Silo Robertson. Then Robertson passes to Mane. Mane slots the ball wide. Um, yeah, and then other than that, Liverpool were nullifying Wolves' attacks even more. Um, we started asserting ourselves and it was just looking like a typical Anfield under the lights performance where we were starting to grow with more into the game. We just needed the second goal to show for it. And then it came um, once again, Jordan Henderson picking out a lovely ball, a lovely, lovely ball to Genie Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum dribbling, dribbling. It's between him and Mane and two other Wolves players. Mane's drifting out wide as Gini Ronaldo's dribbling in. Um, he gets to the 18-yard box. Gini Ronaldo curls it just outside the 18-yard box. Loops over Louis Patricio. Top corner. Goes in. 2-0 Liverpool. Gini Ronaldo does the Virgil van Dijk celebration where he flaps his fingers under his chin and waggles it. Like it's a beard or something. And by the way, Van Dyke was at Anfield today in attendance. So it made sense why he did that little VVD tribute celebration. It almost made me tear up watching that, not going to lie. <laughs> it was it was amazing to see. And Genie Ronaldo, that's the genie we love to see. The genie of Holland when he gets goals. Um, but obviously, we understand Genie does the dirty work and his engine and what he, he, all the dirty work and all the other stuff the other midfield doesn't really do as often. That's what we appreciate Genie for. And he's capped it off with a goal. Brilliant. Lovely to see. Um, hopefully, he signs that contract. We know his deal runs out in the summer. Um, let's see what happens. I wouldn't want him to go. It'd be catastrophic if he leaves. But yeah, Liverpool 2-0 up now. And Jordan Henderson getting two assists is quite special. Um, and then, yeah, the fun doesn't stop there. Um, Liverpool creating a barrage of chances. Um, we get a corner. We get a corner routine. Um, we take Nico Williams passes to Salah. Salah from the 18-yard box looks up, whips the ball in. Who does the ball fall to? Joe Matip, Joe Matip just heads it past Luis Patricio, 3-0, Joe Matip's first Premier League goal of the season, and I'm chuffed for him, I'm chuffed for him, because he was our third choice centre-back, and he's playing, and playing with such responsibility, and it's really great to see, and by the way, I haven't talked about Fabinho, Fabinho was amazing in this game. Amazing. The amount of tackling, reading ball situations. He really is the bold Van Dyke. Yes, he doesn't have the physical prowess, but his intelligence to just read where the ball is going to kill any attacks is is so um, significant for us. I didn't mention that at all, but 
Fabinho has been immense in doing that for us. So don't think I've forgotten about Genie when I don't think sorry, don't think I've forgotten about Fabinho because he was amazing all game. He was amazing all game. And then um we make our substitution. Trent Alexander Arnold comes on. Nico Williams comes off. Um and then the second sub. Jota comes on, Firmino comes off, so Jota comes on against his old team. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, welcome back, we've missed you. I think it's been a month or something since the Manchester City game. It's been quite a while, obviously he had that muscle injury, but he's back now. Um, And boy, did he make a difference. Trent Alexander-Arnold, what is he notorious for? Them amazing balls. Them threaded balls from ridiculous angles that manages to find our front three somehow. And he did it again. He, he whipped the ball in. Um, when it looks like there's no option, he finds an angle to just curl the ball in ridiculously. The ball falls to Mane and Nelson Semedo, I think, tries to cut it out. But it, it, it hits Mane, then it hits this Semedo guy. And then the ball ripples into the net and then it's... 4-0, 4-0 Liverpool, yeah, 4-0 Liverpool at that point, um, so yeah, now it's really game over, it's practically game over, um, and then Cater comes on for Henderson, who was a quarterback, but in footballing terms, just a dictator in how he set pace, he's, he's the best midfielder in the league at the minute, everyone, I even saying Bruno Fernandes, sure, Bruno Fernandes, yes, carrying Man United because he's carrying a bad Man United team. But Jordan Henderson sets high standards for everybody else to raise their game. And that's why he's right. If not, you can argue, you can argue and say it's either Bruno or, or it's Henderson um, at the minute for who's the best midfielder in the league. Um, he was a mental game. Cater getting a run out. Um, he didn't really have to do much just for the match fitness essentially and it was just about trying to keep that clean sheet um, and we did that Kelly here gets his first Premier League clean sheet of the season um, with his, and it was his Premier League debut so that's two clean sheets now one in the Champions League and one in the Premier League the boy is frightening the, the boy is frightening good now um, who would have thought I feel like in this Premier League season, everyone's understanding their responsibilities. Um, and even the fringe players are being told to step up where you wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't expect Kelleher to play. You wouldn't expect Nat Phillips to play. You wouldn't expect Nico Williams to play. You wouldn't expect Curtis Jones to get the amount of games he's getting. But they're all young academy players who've come through now the first team understanding the responsibility that comes with playing for Liverpool and shout out to every single player who gave the fans a show what how how fitting that 2000 fans welcomed back to Anfield once again managed to see an amazing performance like that and that's not even Liverpool's final form team and look how we dispatched of Leicester look how we dispatched of Wolves winning 3-0 4-0 keeping clean sheets Remaining joint top of the Premier League with Tottenham. Um, and yes, it's, it's beautiful to see. My man of the match, I'd say, is probably Mohamed Salah for that goal and assist. Honourable mentions, um, Ronaldo. Definitely Jordan Henderson for the two assists. Um, 
Keller here for the clean sheet, for the assurance at the back. He didn't create any sort of panic for our defenders, which allowed the defenders to do their own jobs really well. So it's not like the defenders have to babysit the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper did it on his own. So that was amazing to see. And yeah, I, I, I'm really proud of the boys. I'm really proud of the team. Everyone keeping in full flow and keeping up with the Premier League table. Um, it's now 10 games now we've played or 11 um the Premier League is the Premier League table is still tight. Um after Christmas you will kind of know um who would who might win the league, who will be in the title race. I know there's that box, boxing day Christmas day statistic. Um whoever finishes top of the Premier League at Christmas usually goes on to win the league. I think this time that might that that might be compromised because of the pandemic season we're playing in. Um, but who knows what could happen between now and and 25th of December. we got another game. There's another game next week, next weekend. And then next week of the midweek, we got a Premier League game. And then we got a weekend game. And then I think another... And then we got the usual Christmas Eve, Boxing Day... And then the 28th and then 31st, first fixture. So that's another six Premier League games. I think everyone, by the end of December, everyone should have played at least 16 Premier League games. And that will show who is going to compete for what, surely, by then. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Um... Yes, this was quite long. I'm trying to make it... I I always try to make it 20 minutes. But I always go either 30 minutes or somewhere in between. I've made it 26 minutes. If you managed to listen this long, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. My fan base in Australia, especially, I love you guys. Keep sharing the love. Everyone else around the world that's also listening, I appreciate you as well. Keep, I appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their day to listen to what I have to say. Um, yes, hopefully um, we get more of the Anfield crowd. Hopefully Boris allows more numbers, God willing, if this COVID thing is sustained um, coming into 2021. Um, the next game is FC Midland on Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a weird game to review because it's a dead rubber game. I'll be amazed if any of the first team that started on Sunday, will, other than the academy players, will be on that plane or will start in general. Maybe they'll be flown to Denmark to train, but I don't think you'll see... Um, I don't think you'll see... Um, the 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 important first team players start. There's absolutely no reason to risk it when you're top of the group already and there's nothing to play for. So I expect about ten, twelve changes, and maybe Trent and Cater might. Trent and Cater might be the only exceptions where they play on Wednesday just to build up their match fitness again. Um, and who knows? They might play half an hour. They might play sixty minutes. Um, yeah. The next the next Premier League game after that is Fulham away. That should be a formality, to be honest. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. Tune in next time. Um, thank you.